Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're going through the Gospel of Matthew with the 18th chapter. And uh, I hope this is uh, uh, proven to be beneficial to you. I know it has to me. Uh, my goodness, there's just so much truth here in, in any gospel, right? But uh, as you go through it like this and just reading it, you know, we're not getting in depth with things. We're, we're talking about this and talking about that. We may chase a word around here or there. But just uh, read it and just sort of slow down and say, Lord, what are you saying here? God will speak to us. You don't have to be a, a Greek scholar. You don't have to be a Hebrew scholar. You don't have to spend... Uh, eternity in man's schools for the Spirit of the Lord to give you what you need to know from His Word. I think it's been one of the greatest disservice that we have done in the body of Christ is we've created this whole uh, uh, structure that sometimes really is detrimental to people uh, actually knowing what the Scripture and what the Word says. Uh, we still deal with it right now in a lot of our churches. We have this man-made dichotomy of clergy and laity Really, give me a break. You show me that anywhere in the scripture. Uh, but, and it's just extremely detrimental to the body. Anyway, I'll, I'll quit my rant here. We're in the 18th chapter of Matthew. We have been for many, many episodes. Just remember what's going on here. The disciples had uh, been arguing, and they wanted to know who the greatest was in the kingdom of God. And the Lord called them on it. And he says, you know, you need to come as a child. Now, you need to be converted, and you need to come with an attitude of humility as a child. And then he talked about... Uh, being stumbling blocks and causing somebody to sin, not to do this. Uh, the parable of the lost sheep, you know, the shepherd that had a hundred sheep, one was lost and he went out to find that one. Jesus spoke that. Now, now all these were in the same context, uh, apparently the same uh, time, same conversation. Now we're in Matthew 18, verse 15. And this passage right here is often... Uh, uh, misapplied, often ignored, often overapplied, whatever words you want to use. There's a lot of words you could use here, folks. Um, but it's, it's a really, really important thing right here that, generally speaking, we do not do. We don't do. So let me just read it, okay? Uh, what am I going to read today? I'll start with the 15th verse, and we'll see where we go. This is Jesus speaking, again, in this context that I just reminded us of. And he says this, If your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. If he listens to you, you have won your brother. Okay? And now this is the thing which is often called church discipline. Well, that's fine. But that's, Jesus is not giving it a title like that. He's just telling us how to handle some things. If your brother sins... Now, this is really important, folks. It's a brother, okay? It's a fellow believer, okay? Someone who's a fellow believer. It's another believer. If your believer sins, what are we to do? Well, he shows us exactly what to do in, the next, in these next two verses or so. But I cannot overemphasize enough that it's a brother who sins. And I'll show you why in a minute. So if your brother sins, he says, go and show him, Okay? And that word show, uh, another uh, translation for it is reprove. 
And when you look it up, it's a strong word. It means to expose, to convict, to reprove, to rebuke, to reprimand, to refute, <laughs> you know. And so when you just read it sort of in this New American Standard thing, hey, go show him his fault. You know, just sort of kindly pointed out to him and gently pointed out to him and to do it in private. Well, there's nothing wrong with being kind, folks. There's nothing wrong with being gentle. But the word really does show that, you know, you may have to do some reproving here. You have to expose. That's another uh, translation of the word. You may have to rebuke. You may have to reprimand, to reprove, to show him his fault. In other words, show him how he was wrong, so how he has sinned over something. Uh, so it's a, it's a very uh, organic, aggressive word right here. So notice something. We have a role and a responsibility. If your brother sins, go and show him his fault in private. Now, I dare say that most of us will know the pattern that we're about to see. But just take a moment and just think about that. In private, if you know that somebody is in sin, go and show him his fault in private. You do it privately. And it literally uh, carries this idea of uh, alone, just between the two of you, between you and him alone. Then the verse says this, if he listens to you, you have won your brother. Well, what does that mean? Well, if a brother is in sin or a brother or sister, really give me a break, you know what the word means here. If someone sins and you know it, then go to him and point it out. Show it to him. Reprove him. Show him that this is wrong. If he listens to you, and what does that mean? It carries the idea that he hears you, he listens to you. It can also be translated as understands and understood. If he listens to you and understands and turns from that sin, that's the idea that's being carried here, that he turns from that sin. If he does that, then you have won your brother. Well, what, what does that word one mean, right? Like W-O-N? Are we in some kind of game or something? <laughs> no, not at all. We are in a battle. We're at a war. We're at a war between uh, righteousness and sin. And if you go to a brother and privately and he listens to you and he repents and he turns from you, you've won your brother over not to your side, not to what you think. You've won him over to righteousness, You've won him over to holiness. I mean, it's actually a very exciting thing. He's showing us how we are to do things. But verse 16 says, But if he does not listen to you, take one or two more with you, so that by the mouth of two or three witnesses every fact may be confirmed. And that's a quote out of the Old Testament. So he says, Go to him alone. But if he doesn't listen to you, don't give up yet. Take somebody with you. And then the two of you, or the three of you, you speak to him. Now, let me just say this real quick. A lot of times people try to implement this, and they want to implement this, and we should live in this way. But I remember one time a, a church that uh, uh, some friends of mine at that church, they came to me and said, hey, we want to, there's this guy, and I knew the guy, and yeah, I knew he was in sin, but he wasn't a friend of mine. I just knew the situation. And uh, they said, we want to do this, what it says in Matthew 18. And I literally had to look at them and say, it won't work. <laughs> and these guys were leaders in the church. And they said, what do you mean it won't work? 
And I said, well, it says, if your brother sins. I said, I don't think that guy's saved. And they just stood there. And they said, well, why do you think that? I said, look at his life. Yeah, he's a leader in the church and this and that, but look at the sins that you're pointing out. Look at the things that are happening. And it wasn't just one thing. It was a pattern and practice of behavior that the fruit did not reveal that he was truly saved. And what their fear was, was if uh, they approached him, that he was going to literally take them to court, which I believe he probably would have done because of the things that were going on. But they were going to try to apply what Jesus said here about what you do with a brother to someone who is not a brother and someone who's of the world. And it won't work because it has to be brothers because with brothers, you both have the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that convicts. It's the Holy Spirit that will refute and rebuke and that will bring forth the truth like that. And we are one in the Spirit. And out of that, if he listens to you, then you've won your brother over. In this case, I don't believe he was saved and he didn't have the Spirit. So what do you do in that kind of case? Well, you have to back up and start from the beginning. It's not somebody's dealing with a sin right now. You're dealing with their relationship with God. And are you saved? You need to lead them to righteousness and holiness and salvation in the kingdom. And then start unpeeling the onions as far as what the sins may be and what's going on in their life. So anyway, uh, we just covered a couple verses right here. There's more to this. We'll continue on the next time, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you then.